0: Have you heard of Bracken's Painting? I started Bracken's Painting back in 2011. We do both residential and commercial painting. We have contractors' licenses in West Virginia and Virginia and we carry all the necessary insurances like workers' comp, general liability. Uh, We operate a small staff that focuses on meeting the homeowner's needs and project manager's timeline expectations. Uh, we We try to have exceptional attention to detail If you're interested in doing any sort of commercial or residential painting, please contact Brackens Painting. More information can be found at www.brackenspainting.com. On today's episode of the podcast, we hear from Beth McConaughey. Beth has a really great story about a journey of healthy living and fitness. And uh, for the most part, curing yourself it's really incredible i i learned so much about this new member to bros and bras and uh, i think you're really going to enjoy the conversation too okay beth thank you for being on the break it down for bracken's podcast how are you
1: i'm great thank you for having me
0: great so let's talk about your background let's talk about where you're from what you do for a living family (laughs) What do you want us to know about you?
1: Um, okay. Um, I'm from this area. I grew up in Inwood, and I still live in Inwood. <laughs> I am a child care and preschool teacher in Loudoun County. Okay. So I'm, um, yeah, with the Rugrats constantly. Um, and I don't know. What else do you want to know? <laughs>
0: well, uh, so did you go to college?
1: I went to college, yeah, in Where'd Shepherd. Okay. Yeah. What'd you study? Um, Education,
0: nice. Yeah. How long have you been a teacher?
1: I've been, in, um, over twenty years. I've been in early childhood ed.
0: Okay. Um. Oh, I I, I should also mention that we are once again recording from the COVID nineteen studios, <laughs> in beautiful downtown, Charlestown, West Virginia. We've moved our area from the shade because it was like thirty five degrees in the shade into a little bit of sun. So we're trying to keep things uh, comfortable while distancing ourselves. Um, But Beth is a new member of the Bros and Bras social and fitness community. And she has a special story. Um, How about first share with us how you first um, heard of Bros and Bras?
1: Um, Well, I think I had um, heard just briefly about Bros and Bras, um, when I worked at Children First Child Development Center.
0: Why does that sound familiar to me?
1: Um, probably Scooter.
0: Gotcha.
1: <laughs> um, so how I got involved with um, them this past year was through Scooter. Um, she had been, she's a Facebook friend of mine. She'd been following my journey through my um, Facebook posts about um, my journey to, to a fitter, happier, healthier me. Um, so she'd been following that. Um, she found out that I...
0: Where is Children's First?
1: It's in Carniesville.
0: Is that the little barn? It's
1: right there by um, Black Dog Coffee.
0: Yeah, okay, so we actually did a... Uh, you a, did an
1: event for them. A, a
0: race, yeah. kind of a fundraiser yes. for them, right. so
1: that's where I initially had heard of you guys. Cool. Um.
0: Did you come to that event?
1: I didn't. Oh. I was in the process of leaving at that time, but okay. I did know about what you guys were doing so
0: it was so freaking fun <laughs> like the adults all dressed up as like superheroes yeah <laughs> or some sort of some sort of fun costume or whatever yeah um and that was wicked fun for us but what we didn't realize was gonna be so fun was we had like a kids race and it's we had like multiple tiers we had like a 50 meter race for like really tiny kids yeah and then a little bit bigger we're doing like a hundred meter race and then a little bit bigger than that and i, I don't really know how we determine who was bigger or not, but it was like, what race do you want to do? But all the way up to like the quarter mile race, it was like field day, watching these kids just kind of run. And the smaller they were, the parents had to kind of run with them, like guiding them a little bit, but yeah. oh man.
1: But seeing the kids run, like that's that's the goal of everyone, that joy of just getting out there and running free.
0: <laughs> it was amazing to yeah. see. I mean, I remember that one little kid, I want to say it was Jody's kid was dressed like the hulk <laughs> and a little stocky little monster just running down the, the thing and just the photos came out great it was such a huge fun event i mean we didn't make hardly any money but it was more or less a just a an add-on for their oh yeah their event but the uh man what a great time but i, I knew i remember children's first for a reason yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so that's where i initially had even just heard of what bros was um but then yeah this past year um Scooter reached out to me and was, um, you know, just kind of supporting my journey and what I'd been doing for, my, for myself over the last couple of years and telling me that she was really proud and she'd been following along. And she invited me to um, a group run from um, the Tuesday night, well, she explained the Tuesday and Thursday night runs from um, Two River Treads and Abolitionists and said, please come by when you have a chance and join us. That's so, so awesome. that's where, it. I, I kind of started with with Bros and Bras, which was like in the fall.
0: Yeah, Scooter's a such a <laughs> de- <laughs> she's delight- amazing, delightful and person. I,
1: yeah, so w- I worked with her at Children's First, so I've known her for a while, and sh- and she and I um, keep tabs with have had kept tabs with each other over the years and and checked in and gone out to dinner and a, f- a few things. And she just reached out to me because she was like, I'm just so amazed with what you've been doing.
2: Let's and talk about I know
1: that. that now you're starting to get into more fitness and and a little bit of running. So please come out and it's you know do your own thing, walk, run, whatever is comfortable for you, and just come and join us. So that was well, Beth.
0: Tell us about your journey. What? Where did that start? <laughs> and well, first tell us what you did, and then then we'll break down. So yeah.
1: yeah, over the last two years, I've um, lost about 140 pounds. I've gone from a size 26 to an eight
0: amazing <laughs>
1: so I am I guess like a third of the person
0: <laughs> right that's, a, um, that's absolutely amazing
1: so it's been it's, it's yeah it's been quite a quite a journey and I and I call it a journey it's and I call I don't I don't say just weight loss it's been a health and happiness wellness journey for myself which I continue to this day every single day um, something you know going in different directions now but that's
0: have, have you past. recently have you Recently picked up 140 pounds and just held on to it for a minute.
1: I haven't done it yet. I I think at one point when I hit, like, 75, I, like, went into a store where, like, I had, like, bags of dog food. And, and yeah, I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. I haven't even – I haven't done the 140 yet because I'm sure it will, like, blow my mind.
0: Well, you – you I mean, you're not a big girl. So (laughs) to lose two-thirds of you, that's – um. Not two-thirds but anyways you, you
1: <laughs> thank you for that not a big girl comment i appreciate that
0: <laughs> well i mean you, you don't stand like six three I'm, a, I'm,
1: a sh- I'm yeah i'm a little so short it's, person so the fact that i was right. that much bigger than what i am so
0: did that come out wrong what I no said?
1: no you're good <laughs> right I,
0: I i definitely didn't mean anything but what i'm just saying is that to take 140 pounds and strap it to you is to me, yeah It makes. i don't don't see how you carried it in the first place so how how did it feel being that weight
1: well um yeah it was it was sad it was hard it was um you know thing simple tasks were difficult you know going up a couple stairs would i'd be winded um are so many things i always said i just can't i just can't do that i just can't i you know i can't even you know and i work with children and um just like you know, something like simply just running, chasing around after kids on a playground—that was not something that I could physically sustain. Right. Um. And there's just had, yeah, had it weight was ba- just ha- wait, really wait, hard. <laughs> had weight
0: gain been a um also its own journey? Like, did you were um, you always heavier as a child? Or I
1: wasn't as a child. Um. I had um. In. Let's see. I'm trying to date it. In my late 20s, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Okay. And I had a really hard time with it. I had a lot of side effects from it. They had a lot of flares with Crohn's disease. I don't know if it's an inflammatory disease. Um, I had a lot of flare-ups with it, um, where they treated that with um, prednisone.
0: And how does prednisone affect your and body?
1: for me, prednisone packed a lot of weight on. Um, in the zone
0: um, how does it how does it do that
1: it makes you very hungry okay um it also makes you it, it also affects your sleep so you're awake and you eat wow okay <laughs> um in a lot of cases Spec- for me specific was, cravings no not that you think specific just you know um you're you know for me it was just a lot of probably snacking and things i shouldn't have been doing does
0: it mess with your um your it brain to affect hunger, hun- it hunger makes, drive, or it, make,
1: it messes with, yeah, you, th-
0: or was your body working to fight the Crohn's and that's why you are um, hungry? I
1: think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think okay. if you talk to other people who've, you know, been on prednisone on any, for any length of time, you'll find that they do struggle with, you know, keeping the weight off. Um, okay. It's a very, you have very, um, major highs where you are, you know, are very Frantic and have to like do things, um, and then you have lows as well. It's very much a just um, mood shifter constantly. Um, you, um, for me, I was always put on a pretty high dosage of it, um, so that just
0: how long did multiplied you take it?
1: it. Um, every time I had a flare, okay, I would be put on a high, probably sixty milligrams of prednisone, which is pretty. Pretty decent dose.
0: I don't know anything about Crohn's. It, how often? How? What brings on flares?
1: Um, it's different for different people. Okay. Um, but it is an like I said, it's an inflammatory disease of your intestine, intestinal tract. Um, so if you get a lot of inflammation and get super inflamed, then other symptoms start happening too. Um, so, um yeah so whenever i would flare i would be put on the prednisone and for probably um a good 10 years of my life i was flaring with mine a lot for me i also found that stress was a big trigger for my flaring so um i personally in my personal life was going through a lot of stress having a lot of, of um hard times i mean i i Make no qualms about saying I was in a bad marriage. That put a lot of stress on me me emotionally, mentally, and that manifested in the physical with my Crohn's disease. So
0: you had had stress, more Crohn's inflammation, more more prednisone, (laughs) more hunger drive, and then not choosing the right things to eat anyways because what's even convenient. And when you're stressed, you don't really care. Just Just give me food. Yeah. And then that just compounded over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole, like I said, it was super stressful marriage, which, you know, doesn't lead to the best mental state, sure. you know, um, as far as like having bouts with like, you know, mild depression um, and things of that nature, which make you just be like, let me eat whatever is sure, a comfortable yeah. thing it, for yeah. me, a, you know, something that tastes good to me and makes me feel better. So I was definitely in that comfort totally zone.
0: I get every bit of it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
1: Was, as well as during the time that I was having flares with the Crohn's disease, they, you know, um, um, the regular uh, medical uh, advice when you're in flares with Crohn's is a um, diet that does not consist of vegetables. take your vegetables out of your diet because they say you know they say that that will make the flare up worse okay so the recommended diet is called like a low-residue diet which is potatoes and bread and noodles and things like that heavy carbs heavy heavy carbs yeah
0: Yeah, everything was compounding against you yes
1: yes for sure
0: so what was the the tipping point there had to have been the and you may have said it a thousand times yourself all right i'm gonna start getting in shape but what was what was the real here we go
1: overall over the years as i was you know struggling with my um health because it was definitely a lot of health issues i went through um i also with my Crohn's disease i have um a rare side effect with it what's that's called pyoderma gangrenosum which is when you have an Inflamed inside, you get ulcers with um, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. For me, I also get them somewhere else on my body. So I had ulcerations on my legs. Um, or for me, they were always very serious, um, nearly to the bone on wow. my leg. So I almost lost my leg twice. Um, the um, the recommendations were to amputate my leg twice.
0: Get out of here. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's not even my leg. I'm just saying no. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: that was the recommendation. They were feeling I had a very large ulcer on my leg. I had several small ones. I had a very large one. um, Literally, the doctor said it just looked like buckshot. Like it it was just a huge ulcer on my leg to the bone. Um, And it, because it is related to the inflammation response inside my body, it would not heal until that healed. So yeah, they wanted to um, take my leg off under the knee. Um, Thankfully I had another doctor who was like, let's give it some time. Let's give her body some time to heal. Um, And this happened to me twice where they mentioned, it's probably best to remove your leg. Um,
0: I can't even measure.
1: Ultimately, I had a, a couple of doctors who were, you know, in my corner and said, let's not do this yet. This is really extreme. Yes, she has an extreme condition, but let's not take her leg yet. Let's give her a chance to heal and see what can happen. So, and I ultimately did. I walked with a cane for almost a year um, and.
0: While overweight
1: while very, very overweight, because I also had been l- dosed up heavily during that time with prednisone.
0: Oh my god, you were falling apart. Yes. Your body and the choices you were making for nutrition. Oh yeah. And the stressful marriage and then everyday life was affecting you so dramatically, it was affecting the outside of your body, mm-hmm. even the inside was messed up, and then the only treatments you were getting were compounding
1: <laughs> yeah. all
0: the stress. Yes. Anyhow,
1: yeah, it was Ugh. just a complete, you know, crap storm of <laughs> everything. Um,
0: so you had to you had to grab it by the reins. You had to say, "This is it."
1: Yeah. So I went through all of that. I um, healed enough from my flares that I got off of the prednisone. Um, you know, like I said, I did walk for a year with a cane. Um, after that, um, I was able to get rid of the cane. I Oh, um, I had muscle weakness in my leg, but I was able to walk. Um,
0: because of the ulcers?
1: Yes, because the the ulcer, the biggest one I had was probably about six inches in diameter and went to my bone.
0: Well, and that's just eating away at your muscle.
1: Right. So, yeah, I had a weak oh, leg God. after all of that. Um, and then that's not the only one I had. That was my big one that caught that was why they wanted to take my leg off, but I also had three or four other small ones.
0: Something was trying to kill you. Yes. I mean, really? Yes. So?
1: Um, so, um...
0: What was that transitional moment? (laughs) You have to remember it. (laughs) You have to be able to look back at it, right?
1: um, So, I healed from those incidences with the, you know, almost amputation. Um, Started getting a little bit healthier with, Within the realm of my Crohn's disease, it was manageable. Um,
0: was it a. It was
1: it, manageable sh- um, to the point of. At that point, I was still following the advice of don't eat vegetables and, you know, what's easy on your um, intestines is potatoes and crackers Pasta. and noodles and bread and these things. All delicious, of things. but yeah. not always bad. <laughs> right. Um, I. Um, um so where my, I guess, like you said, the tipping point for me was the, um, I went through, I was going through a really stressful marriage. My husband was an addict. Um, and I did um, get up one day and say, I'm not doing this anymore. I had um, been attempting to, you know, I had through many, through many years been putting all of my focus and effort on trying to help somebody else um and um i just got up one day and was like i'm not doing this anymore because i'm getting sicker this is every all the stress is killing me and this person doesn't really want the help (laughs) so um i just made that decision that i really didn't know what (laughs) uh tomorrow was going to look like for me um with regard to uh job and health and bills and everything for me, but I couldn't live that sort of lifestyle anymore. So I said, I'm not sure, but it's not going to be this anymore. And that was just a decision that I just made for me to say, I'm done putting everything I have, including my own health into somebody else. And I'm going to live a different life. So I ended my marriage. Um, which was stressful, but also the right decision for me, and I knew that. Um, during the time I was going through the separation, the divorce, my father became gravely ill um, and was in and out of hospitals and nursing homes. I, um, so I spent a good portion of a year back and forth between court for my divorce as well as um, taking my mother and myself to spend time with my dying father and also making sure that he had everything that he needed. I was doing, um, running around trying to get all of his medical supplies for him, taking care of him. Um, again, putting, I mean, necessarily doing it, but again, putting all of my efforts into other people. Um, and so my, um, My divorce was final in June. Two weeks later, my father died. So I I had just been just on autopilot, I suppose.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't want this to sound, uh, I guess what I'm saying, I don't want it to sound wrong, but all of a sudden, there was nobody to take care of.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And. Yeah.
0: Your father being ill is terrible. The, yeah. div- the vo- divorce and being married to an addict is terrible. Um, <clears throat> you were a caregiver. Mm-hmm. And now you, all of a sudden you could take care of yourself?
1: Exactly. That's wow. basically what happened was I spent years of my life putting all of my effort into other people. And, fu- and suddenly that wasn't needed. It wasn't necessary for me to do that. And I, yeah, I kind of had this epiphany of, oh... I can put all this effort and energy into myself. I I actually can do that. I actually can turn the focus around and do something good for myself. And that was, yeah, that was my little tipping point of, I spent a little bit of time just processing that I'd just gone through, I'd just lived through a horrible, you know, really stressful marriage and gotten out on, on the other side and felt good about my decision and processing through everything that happened with my father's illness and death and knew that I had done everything that I needed to do for him. So I got to the other side of that and said, oh, now I can do something for me.
0: That is a a hell of a journey just to get started. (laughs) Yeah. um, So what was your first step? Where where did you go to get guidance, who, who, anybody coach you along? I didn't
1: really, I didn't really have any coaching in the beginning. My, um, um, beginning was me saying, okay, I can put some focus to me and I don't know what I can do. I'd like to see if I could lose 15 or 20 pounds and feel a little bit better. That was my initial goal was feel a little better, maybe lose 20 pounds. Um, and see, you know, e- even if I could, because in the past, my attempts at losing weight or doing anything healthier had not gone anywhere, you know, um, because I had had so many other things pulling my focus. So that was my initial thing, was I want to see if I can lose 20 pounds. I started out with um, Weight Watchers. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that really... Um, That was my beginning uh, of me just making some better choices for myself, changing uh, a little bit of my, you know, what I even brought into my house as far as nutrition wise Um, and learning it more for myself of portion sizes and just making better choices. I started there. I only did Weight Watchers. For about three months, and it but it just got me focused on better health, um, making better choices for my meals, making driving past fa- fast food restaurants, and not bring not not you know not going through the drive-through, not bringing the snack cakes home from the grocery store. Oh, delicious! And, <laughs> yep, delicious. Yeah. 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 Not keeping. It's just kind of got me focused on. Bringing healthier food into my home and keeping my home stocked with something better and not, you know, not buying the tasty cakes and the chips and all and keeping my house full of that. So
0: hard, Beth.
1: Yeah, it's real hard to do. that. It's hard. Yeah. And but that was that was my initial thing is just don't just don't bring it home just don't keep it in my house. Especially
0: when Tasty Cakes <laughs> or like mine or like those Christmas trees oh, or yeah. the zebra, you know? Yeah. Those are just, I've luck, I've been lucky I've gotten healthy enough that when I do eat a zebra cake and I can only really get through three quarters of it, even <laughs> my body's all like, bro, you don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. this is, that first bite was all you needed, I think. And, but it's a mood food. Oh, for you know, sure. And, 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 I, I, and I recently been trying to, Adapt my nutrition recently, but it's amazing how much people attribute dining or eating or even preparing food as part of a mood stimulus. Yeah. And you were doing this by yourself. It was. Well, Weight Watchers was supporting you, but
1: I was, and I wasn't going to meetings. I was doing online Weight Watchers, so it wasn't like I had even a big support team checking in with me every week. It was just me. Wow. It was me doing trying to do, yeah, putting that focus on me that I'd never done before and just trying to do better. And that was my, literally, that was my motto every day. I'm just trying to do better. I'm just trying to do better.
0: How were your flare-ups? Were they still coming Um, around?
1: They, prior to that, the year prior to that, I had had one. Um, And And that's significantly down from? So significantly down by, in, in my opinion, by getting, having stress out of my life.
0: Wow, really? Yeah. So ninety percent lower, ninety five percent lower even? That's yes. amazing.
1: Um so I hadn't been really experiencing too much trouble with it. So and that was another reason why I thought, okay, I'm not having so much trouble. I feel like, you know, yeah, I've gotten the stress out of my life so I can
0: So boom, no stress. Yeah. <laughs> no flare ups, no prednisone. Right. Um now it's time so to moderate finally, the nutrition,
1: even though, yes, I was still heavy. And I had during the last flare I'd had, I had come down prob- And this is a thing that happens with um, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, which are um, both inflammatory bowel diseases, is that you may gain weight from your treatment. But during the process of the flare, you may also lose weight because you cannot hold on to nutrition in That's your right, body. Right, right. Um, so I'd lost 30 pounds. From the last bad flare I'd had, and I had kept that off um, so it wasn't at my highest weight, but I still was at a very unhealthy How long weight. was it
0: how long does a flare last?
1: for me a f- what was always difficult for me during the height of my illness is uh, illness when I had a flare, it was very difficult for the doctors to get it under control okay um so for me, generally a flare would last three to six months.
0: Oh my goodness, okay yeah. So in the, in the last flare-up you had, you, you kind of got an unhealthy jump start to your right. weight I loss. Right. I
1: had lost, um, like I said, around 30 pounds. And after I would healed up enough that I was able to get off of the medications, I was able to maintain that 30-pound weight loss again at that point having had a lot of stress taken out of my life. So I was able to maintain that, um, but it hadn't gone any further than that. And when I did, you know, make this big declaration to myself that I was going to put this focus on me and try to do something healthier and try to lose 20 pounds, not knowing if I could do it. And I always, always said, Ugh, my, you know, my body just doesn't work right. <laughs> I clearly have a lot of issues. So when I try to do things that other people do, my body doesn't react the same way. So I, I can't lose weight. You know, the only way I can lose weight is being sick. So, and that was, and that had been a truth for me. The only sure. way I'd been able to ever lose any you know substantial amount of weight was through illness. That's and just what
0: you were used to. That's
1: what my that's what I at the time that's what I knew as the truth of how my body worked. yeah, up to that point. But it was also loaded down with so much stress and other, you know bad things that, you know, I had to start peeling peeling all that off, you know, and figuring out, you know, if my body would really function.
0: <laughs> well, the, I mean, I can only smile at this because I know I'm looking at this end of the story. But <laughs> what were some of the uh, foods that you immediately eliminated?
1: Um, immediately eliminated. Um, chips. Um, yeah, the little Debbie cakes. Right. <laughs> um, and, um, Both of which are
0: heavy and trans-fast. Those
1: kinds of, uh, yeah, chips, Little Debbie's, and fast food. I made myself this big declaration I wasn't going to be
0: Had going. you been eating a lot of fast food prior to that?
1: Um, I don't know that it was a lot, but it was certainly a convenience thing. I work in Loudoun County. Sometimes when I'm coming home, it's 7, 7.30 in the evening. So it would be easy to stop at a McDonald's or Wendy's or something like that and Mm -hmm. have, okay, now I have dinner rather than going home and getting home at 738 o'clock and having to cook a meal. So fast food was something that was a convenience convenience for me for sure. Um, I won't say I was like constantly doing it, but it certainly was not off the table for me to just stop and say, oh, I'm going to get this, you know. Uh, cheeseburger and french fries because it's easy and it's it's late at night and I haven't eaten dinner yet and this is easy for me rather than going home and making something
0: so so you start packing lunches
1: so yeah I started um, yeah I initially started I stopped buying the junk food stopped doing the fast food and started going and yeah buying the healthier things and packing lunches Um and I started out with just, you know, trying to pack a healthy lunch. Um, that, after a couple months, led into full-on um, weekly meal prepping. Ooh, okay. So, um, and that was a big shift for me and a, a, and a big um, game changer for me to, I would do a Sunday meal prep and um, portion out snacks, portion out, you know. Um, fruit cups and you know whatever my lunches were going to be that week and I would make salads and you know I would make whatever my meals were going to be I would cook it on Sunday and I would prepare it in dishes and have it in my refrigerator. I would prepare um, my dinners ahead of time and have them in the refrigerator so that driving home from my work I could say I don't need to stop at the fast food restaurant because yes i do have a dinner in my refrigerator that all i have to do is warm up when i get home i have it ready for me
0: that's smart management of (laughs) yourself good job (laughs) so how long did it take for you to hit that 20 pound loss mark
1: a long time (laughs) Okay. or my perception was a long time um i don't um i still and i and i I never have been someone who, you know, um, just like, oh, let me just eliminate this one thing. And oh, no, look, I lost 15 pounds. Like I'm not that person. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the way I work. But um, I did very, I guess, slow and steady. So probably for me, um, it was probably at least three months before I hit probably 20 pounds, um, which was hard for me. Because I would get on that scale and not see a lot of movement. And I would say, why, what am I doing? And what am I doing wrong? Or why am I even doing this? Like, you know, am I just beating my head into the wall because I'm not seeing anything? Right. You know? So it's difficult, especially when you are doing this on your own and just, you know, don't have... A lot of people. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a nutritionist saying, right. "Oh no, Beth, you're doing fine and everything is working and you will see results." I didn't have that. I had myself getting up every day and making myself accountable. But I also got up on the, got on that scale and was like, "Well, there's nothing it's happening not here." Shifting,
0: I know. <laughs> I, I have weight goals of my own, and um, I don't try very hard at getting to them. <laughs> but I'm always surprised at how much yo-yoing happens from yeah. one from one day to the next.
1: One day to the next, or morning to night, it can be yeah.
0: What a in crazy the world? Thing, like, and I always say yeah. like,
1: what is my body doing?
2: <laughs> I
0: I went to bed one night a little bit uh, disheartened that I was two pounds above an appropriate increase in weight, as far as I was concerned. Right. So I was actually. I was two pounds above a number I want to be below no mm-hmm. matter what. And I was like, well, that just sucks. I wonder how that happened. Okay, well, whatever. So I go to bed. I get a full, like, 9 hours sleep. I wake up the next morning. I've lost four-and-a-half pounds sleeping. Yeah. Like, what in the...
1: Yes, and I always say this um, <clears throat> now because I do have, you know, I have some people that I have discussed my my little story with, and I, and I say this. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is. My body will just hold on to it and make me think I'm crazy. I'm like, I've been doing the same things. I'm doing what's right. But my, but I get on the scale and I'm way up. And then the next day I've somehow lost, yeah, five or six pounds in a, in a day's time. Like, what is that? But it really will mess with your head
0: for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, when did you start, uh, implementing walking or jogging okay. or some sort of fitness?
1: So, um, yeah, I started, um, When I started with my Weight Watchers, it was um, just over two years ago, February of 2018. Um, So it would be a little bit after that when it started to warm up in the spring of that year that I was like, okay, I'm trying to do something. I still hadn't really lost very much weight at that point, probably you know 10 or 15 pounds maybe, um, which to me wasn't very much because I knew I had a lot to lose. Sure. I was... I yeah I started out saying maybe I can lose 20 pounds but ultimately of course in the back of my mind I know that's still not going to be a healthy place for me to be so I did in the spring set um, decide okay maybe I can you know try to get out and walk a little I've all I always when I was a younger person always enjoyed being out in nature and and walking or hiking um, when I was able to do those things so um, in the spring, I started just walking in my neighborhood. And probably the first couple of days I walked, I was maybe able to walk like three houses down and back and almost die. <laughs> wow. And that's that's where I started. Like, okay, that's as far as I can go. And I'm, you know, winded and my joints are hurting. And I know that I'm doing something that, you know, is some, I, I know in my mind, I'm doing something that's good for my body, but I'm in pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's where I started um, with any kind of movement, really. Sure.
0: Yeah. So, jumping ahead, was mm-hmm. there anything that um, <clears throat> really pivoted your weight loss? Something that...
1: Um, so, I had lost... Over time, and like I said, I did adapt what I was doing over time. I started out just getting junk food out of my diet and fast food out of my diet and making better choices. As I went along and I was able to lose some weight, um, I started trying to um, scale back um, with sugars and carbs and pull, pull that back in and kind of like I wasn't doing – um any specific diet plan. I was just trying to make better choices, healthier choices, and I was reducing my carbs. Um, and over time reducing that, over time increasing my activity as well um, as my body would let me do that because I did start to get to a point where I was like okay I can walk this far and I'm not dying so maybe I can add a little bit more. And so I very um, slowly added increments of walking in um
0: did you have any like workout partners any walking buddies not. no
1: i did not i had reached out to a couple of um a couple of friends of mine who i knew were also on the heavy side and said hey do you want to walk with me in the evenings and they declined so i said okay it's just me
0: <laughs> wow right, that's brave i mean you're, you're, you're taking the bull by the horns and um but it had to have been really gratifying because all of a sudden, with less stress in your life, less flare ups, less prednisone, um, you started to get your nutrition on track, and yeah. then, and that was just cutting out fast foods. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to cut out sodas, and then you realize, well, maybe not so much pasta, and then yeah. eventually you start cutting out all the pasta, right?
1: Yeah, that's where I start. I kind of have started easing into. I'll eat, you know smaller portions or less frequently bread, pasta, potatoes. I these forgot kinds about of
0: bread things. too.
1: <laughs> All those good things. need to. I needed to rein it in. and And also coming from this place in my head of bread, pasta, potatoes, crackers. These are things that will keep your disease from going haywire. These right. are things that will, you know, keep your stomach under control and You know, you won't be having flare-ups. You won't be inflamed if you eat these things because they are safe for you. So I'm also trying to shift my whole mindset, really, about how I fuel my body during all of this, you know, wellness and weight loss and, you know, healthy living that I'm trying to adapt to. I'm also trying to, like, reprogram my brain to say, okay, Beth, maybe... Asta isn't the best thing for you, you know, but I didn't know how,
0: and it's delicious
1: and it's delicious, obviously, right. but I also didn't know if I started pulling that stuff back out of my diet a little bit more and started putting other things such as vegetables into my diet, not, you know, um, Unlike a normal person who can just say, I'm just going to eat salad now. You know, a a person who doesn't have an underlying issue such as this can just say, I'm going on this diet. I'm just going to eat, you know, chicken and vegetables and I'm going to lose weight. I, I, you know, I didn't know how my body would react. Right. As I increased my vegetables, which I had been told, "Mm, you might not want to do that. That's maybe not safe for your whole body system to eat vegetables. And I had lived with that for 20 years.
0: Wait, so the vegetables was all the time, not just during the flare-ups?
1: Um, the vegetables was all the time, except that I could <clears throat> test certain vegetables and see if I could do it. But it wasn't recommended for me to eat them daily.
0: That sounds it was counterintuitive.
1: It, it was a recommended, like, okay, test yourself which ones have an inflammatory effect on you um, or which ones don't and if you feel like you're safe with something you can eat it maybe once or twice a week okay um
0: were you taking vitamins to supplement the uh,
1: i always took vitamin supplements yeah um because there were certain things um that i had trouble maintaining levels of um <clears throat> so i always took some vitamins to supplement that because i knew i wasn't getting nutrition <coughs> from right, vegetables right um but i um i did start to find that I was able to eat more vegetables as I was like getting a lot of other junk out of my diet. I was trying, okay, let me try this. Let me try this vegetable and see what happens to me when I eat this. What happened? Which was also a scary proposition for me because there have been years of me staying away from certain things because my perception was, this is bad for you, this will inflame you this will cause all kinds of other side effects for you um this is not a healthy thing for you um so this is me you know really jumping in and saying okay i'm going to do something completely off the rails for me by eating this you know little side salad or by having you know some other vegetable that i had probably not eaten for 20 years because there were certain things that I just, and a lot of them, a lot of things that I stayed completely away from for all of that time because it was thought to increase the inflammation or and make my symptoms worse. Um, but I started adding some vegetables back in and started finding out that I wasn't seeing any effect of it. I wasn't seeing any, I wasn't seeing increased. Um,
0: Start with lettuce.
1: In- increased infl- inflammations, increased pain or other symptoms that i would have ha- would have had from a you know precursors to a flare or anything like that or you know or just pain or cramping or things of that nature that i may have had or may have been told that would be symptoms of eating these vegetables wow. or putting too much you know too much roughage in my body um so I, was, I started out slowly and yeah, I started out just eating um, uh, some, you know, some green peppers and some just a very basic salad of like maybe some lettuce and some peppers. And um, I had in the past couple of years prior to that, I had been able to start incorporating cucumbers, which was like a big deal for me. Like, oh, I can have cucumbers now. It doesn't seem to bother me. So I was eating a couple of things and I was starting to like be like, hey. This is pretty cool. I'm starting to get some green into my diet that I haven't had for probably 20 years. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And um, at the same time, I'm pulling back the carbs. And, yeah, that's like a was a bit of a scary notion for me because that had been my safety net um, with with my disease. So pulling that back and increasing the vegetables was like, okay, something bad might happen here. I don't know. I really don't know what my body's going to do, so I have to, like, be very um, aware yeah, of, sure. of this and, like, ease You're, te- every, you're testing it. Testing, mm-hmm. easing things in and being, you know, like, hyper-focused on, okay, did this, did I, did I feel any different? Did my body do anything different here when I ate this right. side salad? You know, so I had to, like, ease everything in and
0: how did you feel once you started getting the greens or eating a side salad i felt
1: i i really started to feel well it was it was a really exciting time for me because i had spent 20 years having to say no i can't eat that no i can't have that um you know um and and i'd spent time with people you know being around people and like going out to dinner and saying oh well you know no i can't have that can you substitute this and you know, so it was very exciting to be able to have a salad for me, which is like, sounds crazy. Like who, who wants to have a salad? Um, but it was exciting for me to be able to just go out for a normal dinner and have that salad. A little more freedom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. So when, um, when did you hit the 100 pound mark? <laughs> there had to have been a celebration um, or something there. I hit
1: 100 pounds. Um, let's see.
0: And you also had to start buying new clothes, I'm sure, <laughs> right?
1: Um, yeah, the clothes thing was weird because I wasn't, Um, if you've ever been around anybody who lost a lot of weight, it's kind of like you're the last person to realize it. Yeah. Um, so I was walking around, like, things falling off of me, and people were like, Beth, <laughs> you, you, you need a new pair of jeans, okay? <laughs> And I'm like, no, these 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 are okay. They're just they're a little baggy, but they still fit me. And I'm like, oh, because no. you keep
0: tightening the belts, <laughs> yeah. and it's like totally frumpy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a I had an ex girlfriend that, um, in the two phases of dating that we had done together, she had lost a lot of weight, um, gotten to fitness, gotten to running and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I had to. She would not accept that those pants don't fit anymore. And I was like, you know, this you you can. Buy so, it. No, I didn't lose any. I don't think she ever admitted that she actually was overweight at one point. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's why she wouldn't change. She wouldn't buy more clothes because then she would have had to admit that yeah, she was. Yeah. I had
1: overweight. um, I had this big, um, thing that was going on actually with my um children in my classroom, um, and, and like okay, so kids and kids notice everything anyway. But it, it became this big joke with them. They're like, Miss Beth, you need a belt. You need a belt. You need a belt. And I was like, and co-workers were saying saying this to me and i was like big girls don't wear belts that was my you know, that was my comeback about them and i'm like you realize that you are not big right and i'm like no i'm still big i'm still big you know because it, it took a lot
0: in your head right in my I mean, head
1: yeah. for me to get there to see because you know after probably 50 pounds I started having a lot of people say things to me and I was like yeah I've been doing a little and I downplayed it so much I downplayed it so much I I know that now for me because yeah yeah, for me it wasn't a big deal because I knew okay I'm, I'm such a big person I have so much weight to lose to even look like a normal person so 50 pounds meant not nothing in my head when people were like oh my gosh you're really looking great and i'm like oh i'm just doing a little something it's not it's not really that big of a deal it's not really that much you know so at,
0: at what point did you impress yourself
1: <laughs> um what impressed me was when i started to move my body in ways that i never had been able to do probably in 20 or 30 years wow. and it happened like automatically for me and then i would stop and say when did that happen when did I start being able to like jump over something like that or (laughs) when did I start being able to like yeah race and chase my children around the playground without feeling like I'm gonna die it was and it was it were it was things that I just did without thinking and then it would hit me like oh my gosh how did that happen I don't know when I started being able to run up a flight of stairs, I don't know when I started being able to chase these kids around, I don't know when I started to be able to just like leap over things and my body's not like you know dying, I'm not, my heart is not beating out of my chest over it and I'm not like ready to fall over, it was natural for me. So those were the things, not necessarily the actual weight loss itself. Or the, cha- you know, the, gra- and because I see myself every day, it was such a gradual change in my size. Course, so that's right. why it's hard for a person to get it. But the actual being able to do physical <clears throat> activities that I know I had not been able to accomplish and just simple things for most people, but it was huge for me to like bound up a flight of stairs and get up there and be like, oh my gosh, how did I do that? I don't know when... Something happened, and I can do that now.
0: The guy we had in here earlier, Paul, he's a uh, a natural movement um, specialist. Like, he's a real guru in how to move naturally. And we always talk, he, what we were talking about was the coding to moving in a healthy way are there. It just has to be <coughs> unlocked or mm-hmm. reopened. And the body always remembers. So yeah. it's really, I mean, that's really neat because we were just talking about that, like, even somebody who's not overweight might have a hard time bounding upstairs because their legs just aren't working correctly or uh-huh. they don't have the right mobility or whatever it could be. But that's what you were doing. You were unlocking chains of gravity that were just holding you down. Yeah.
1: I had all and during all these years where I was I was very heavy, I had always been a clumsy person. I would fall easily. I know I I know now I didn't have proper balance because of the extra weight. Um it was very easy for me to just like step off a curb and fall, you wow. know, <laughs> because I was just, you know, yeah, I was, you know, bumbling around with all this extra weight on me. I wasn't I didn't have proper, you know, really good solid foot placement and, th- and things like that, you know, because um, you
0: were carrying around carrying 100 another pounds, hundred and
1: forty pounds. Yeah. You know? So. But, yeah, when I started to get lower and lower and. And yes, it just came so naturally and automatically came back to me like I was a child again, you know, like I was a teenager, you know, running after something or jumping over a log or, you know, you know, being out and about and like there's, you know, I'm just walking and there's like a stick in the road and I just hop over it and I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from, I don't know what's, and so that was the stuff that was starting to like really slap me in the face and wake me up like, oh my, oh, you are doing something, you are really changing how, you know, you you know, not only are you losing some weight, which is great, but when I started to physically feel that and be able to do those things is when I was like, oh, this is definitely, you know, something that you're accomplishing for yourself. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry I got distracted because yes. we are in the COVID-19 <laughs> studios oh, yeah. and somebody's now using a leaf blower. Hopefully I can find a way to carve that out of the background. <laughs> sound. Um, okay. So Beth, now I met you at the Christmas race. Yeah. Right. I think that's my first time meeting you. Yes. And you've been coming out to a few bro events and whatnot. Um w- what are you doing now for your fitness? Are you hitting the gym at all now, or are you just just jogging and um, running, or what? Well,
1: I let's see. I started probably in late fall, um, adding the gym into my stuff because back in the early fall, I had a friend who um, I had spoken to. I went, um, I did well prior to this. Let me back up. I spoke to a friend of mine, we were just having a lunch and he is a very fit guy and he's a runner and works out a lot. And I said, it's really strange because at this point I was probably close to hitting my 100 pounds. Um, and 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 I told him, I feel really strange because I do feel my body doing more that I didn't know I could do. And I go out and I walk. And I was still doing my walking regimen. Most every day I would walk. And I had gone from being able to walk three houses down to walking every day, probably three and a half to four miles.
0: Wow.
1: So, and I said, but here's where I'm at. And this sounds completely insane. And even as it's coming out of my mouth, it sounds insane to me, is my body wants to do more than walking. And that was, and that was something I was kind of struggling with because, I knew I couldn't run I knew I was not a runner I had never been a runner I even when I was a kid or teenager that wasn't really I was never I didn't ever consider myself to be an athletic I mean clumsy awkward dorky you know I'm not that person (laughs) I am not this person out you know doing all this like great fitness stuff and even as a teenager I wasn't that girl
0: but you are because that's the only version of Beth that I've met. That's the only version of Beth that I know.
2: Thank you. Super
0: cheery, um, super excited to be out there yeah. and, and running with people they know. I was like, Yeah. Cool. And I said
1: this to my friend I said, I'm not this athlete, and but when I'm walking, it's not enough. Um, I just I feel like my body wants to do more than that and, and he was like yeah it does and it can and it and that's why you feel like conflicted because yeah your body definitely is ready to do more and 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 you're feeling that and, he, and so he kind of like spurred me on to try a little you know jogging and I was you know and you know <clears throat> let me be clear I am <laughs> I am in the still in the beginning of my running and all of that. Um, but it was, you know, something that I felt like my body was telling me, oh, you you need to do more than just walking your three miles or whatever, um, and you can, you know, and let's and and let's see what you can do, sure. and that's where that's where I had at that point, like I said, I was probably at a hundred pounds down, um, and so I was like, well, I have I have done this much I have on my own without. A trainer, without a dietitian, nutritionist, whatever. I have lost a hundred pounds.
0: Freaking i have amazing. Changed. Oh, hold on, hold on. <coughs> so let's, let's back up then. <laughs> Since you lost the hundred pounds, are you dealing with any flare-ups? You have any of that come back at all? Oh,
1: um, by the time I had hit about, you know, probably a year into my journey, um, I recognized that I'm adding these vegetables in I'm pulling back my carbs and sugars and I'm having no symptoms of my Crohn's disease so I have not had a flare from my Crohn's disease in um, probably close to three years I haven't had a symptom which I would have like symptoms if I like I knew if something was inflaming me a little bit because there would be pain and some other things that would go along with it I haven't had a, any symptoms of it in, yeah, two and a half, probably sh- at least two years, maybe a little bit more.
0: No that's symptoms. A, that's amazing. Um, oh,
1: I'm also not medicated
2: that's
0: for it. That's so amazing.
1: So I am on no medications for um, my um, inflammatory bowel disease. I have no symptoms, so I'm effectively in a remission state.
0: Is that amazing? <laughs> that is amazing, It's right? something
1: I never, never, and I never expected that. To be a part of my weight loss journey, I never expected to completely like eradicate my symptoms of my underlying disease. Uh, that wasn't something I even thought was possible.
0: That is amazing.
1: Um, so I am now, um, pretty much eating anything I want to, as far as vegetables or any other things that prior to this had been off the table for and me. And your
0: body's saying thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> yes,
1: you. Yes, exactly. I'm eating a very Non inflammatory diet, and my body is loving it.
0: Okay, so that's great news. What about gym time? Are you doing any weightlifting? So
1: I, um, in the fall, after I kind of started getting into my running, I did a, um, um, 5k for a Halloween, and then I did the Christmas 5k. And, um, so during that time, about November, or so, um, and with some encouragement from my other running friend who had encouraged me to even try running and you know, was like yes you probably you know should start doing some you know strength weight training along with this it'll it will help your help your running or or walking or anything that you want to do it's going to help you and you're at a point now that you've lost this um, amount of weight and you know why not add more Fitness into your life, and I'm like, and I'm still at a point where I will say I am not a runner, I am not an athlete, I am not this, 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 and I have, thankfully, I have people who will call me on it every time.
2: <laughs> I
0: was about to say, yeah, okay, I've heard that a thousand times too, and in, br- in bros and bras, I'm, I'm just a walker or a Jenny Brackens of all people <laughs> argued with me early in our relationship. She would say, "I can't run, I'm not a runner, I'm never gonna be a runner. Stop trying to make me run, Kevin." I don't want to run, my lungs hurt, I have sports-induced asthma, I've got my legs hurt every time I run, and I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure you could probably run a little bit, (laughs) and then that would be a problem in our relationship, so never really pushed her that hard, Um, but look at her now. Yeah. Same thing with Jack. Jack said, I'm just a walker, bro. I'm not going to run any of these runs. Don't force me to run. I said, do what you want to do, bro. He's not just a walker anymore.
1: Uh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and I know and I and I and I see that and that's why I say like you know when I came in here, you know, to tell you to do the podcast and say, "Okay, well, I'll tell my story, but you know, I am not this person going out and winning medals and doing all these big races. I am a I am someone who like literally was like, "Okay, I think I can do a little bit more than walking, so let me just stick a toe in here and see what happens." And I'm still in that, let's see what happens, but Through my whole process of my, you know, wellness journey, whatever, I've always said, let's see what I can do. That's great. So that's where I'm at with my running is let's see what I can do. Yeah. And so back to the gym in the fall, I, um, I started going to gym um, and I was just so intimidated and mortified (laughs) and still in my, I'm a big girl brain because yes, I had lost over a hundred pounds. Um.
0: I don't even like picking up hundred pounds. Okay, so <laughs> the fact that you lost it and that you were carrying it around, yeah. is, it's amazing.
1: Um. So, but I'm walking into the gym. Never have. I mean, I had had a membership once before that I never used. You right. know, um, it was one of those. Oh, I'm going to do something, and I didn't do something because <laughs> I had all that other stuff going on. Sure. Um, But so this time I was like, okay, well, I've already done this much. So now I'm going to join the gym. Um, But it was so hard for me. It was a big, that was a big leap for me. um, Just because I felt like intimidated. I walk in there and I'm like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not this person. I'm not this, you know. Fit, athletic person and here's all these other people doing all this stuff that I know I cannot do they seem they've
0: been doing it for a million years so <laughs> yeah, all these people sure.
1: are doing all this stuff and you know and they're so all super you it first. super fit and I just yeah I was just like oh my gosh I can't, I can't even do this I, and why am I even here but um, I went and um,
0: group classes
1: I didn't do group classes um, and I still feel like that's probably something that I will do Um, because I, you know, I started going to the gym in, like, November, so we're in March. Um, so I'm still very much a little bit of a newbie with the gym, but I now am, like, now I'm, like, struggling during, you know, COVID-19 because I'm like, I can't go to this gym. So awesome. in just a couple of months, I've become this person like, oh, this is awful. Like, well, I can't, you know, that's, that's my home away from home. You right. Know? So
0: you're, you're getting, you're getting that endorphin addiction, which <laughs> yeah. is really, really good because it's this little, little, little spritz in your cells of feel good juices that oh, yeah. you can only get from working out.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, I do love it now. And I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm by no means a gym rat, but I am that person who just like, yeah, I feel so much better when I've just gone for a a, a even a short workout at the gym. I'm like, okay, now my, you know, now I now I can have a good day, you know? Right. I've done that and I feel so good about it. Um and and I feel so good, yeah, mentally and physically after doing it. So yeah, I'm um I'm doing my gym thing um do it right now but i also over the last several months not knowing that it was going to become so vital for me right now but over the past few months i've been kind of building up a little bit of a home gym studio in one of my extra rooms so um so i have that now during our our crisis so and i am i'm utilizing the heck out of it because i'm so excited and so happy that i have that in my home that i have my little um i just have a incline decline bench and i have some uh, dumbbells and kettlebells and some resistance bands and that's all you need and that's plenty right you know and you also can just use bo- your own body weight for certain exercises and things too so it's just like oh i have everything i need right here you know little did i know when i was like picking things up a little bit at a time to have you know oh, i'm gonna like work on a little at a time building up a little bit of a little home workout space so if there's days where i can't get to the gym i can still do something that was my mentality about it and now i'm like hallelujah thank goodness i have this
0: man so what was your first outing with bros and bras like scooter invited you out was Uh, she there Scooter
1: invited me out to one of the evening runs Mm -hmm. and i was like um and i I absolutely love, love, love scooters, so I'll probably just do whatever she asks me to do anyway, but I was like, oh, you know, I am, oh, you know, I'm just literally just starting to get out there and just try to run, and I'm so slow, and it's just ridiculous, and she's like, no, 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 everyone is welcome, you know, nobody left behind, do what you, you can do or you want to do, and, you know, just come out.
0: She said, you'll be fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yes. You'll be fine. Yes.
1: She's like, no. And, she, and, and she's like super supportive of everything that I've done for myself. And she, you know, she knew me when I was very, very heavy. <clears throat> so she's just like, hey, this is amazing. No matter what you do, you're already amazing. <laughs> so I said, I, you know, I can't, yeah, you know, I can't run. <laughs> just putting it out there. I can't run. I am doing these baby steps, trying to do something and you know i probably will you know i probably have to walk a lot of it and whatever we do and she's like yeah do it man this this is the
0: group for you i mean that's what it's all about yeah (laughs) so
1: um so yeah um i (laughs) i thought about it a little bit and um and again i flipped you know I tend to be like oh you know you can't you can't do these things you, you are not this person but then i i also will flip my switch and be like but you don't know until you try because look how far you've come so you don't know what you can do so and and you know um <clears throat> i have i'm also in this place of and i and i kind of started that back in the summer and fall kind of like trying to bring more like-minded people into my life because my interests have and who you know who i am has changed a lot and who i need to surround myself has had to change um so i'm like oh i need to be around these kind of people this is exactly what i need to do even though it's like out of my comfort zone big time Um, i need to put myself in situations where i'm around these kinds of people who are just you know super you know, supportive and accepting of whatever baby steps I'm trying to do here. So, yeah, I went out to a Tuesday night run. How far did um, you go? What? How far did you go? Um, I think not quite 3 miles. Okay. But um and we and that was very early in me starting my running. Um it was right after I had done um the uh like Halloween 5K and um with a friend of mine and i had done it but i had you know it, it had been a walk run kind of situation sure, yeah. um but i'd always wanted to do a 5k in my in my head somewhere i'm like even you know i was like oh that looks like fun it's not something i can do you know and um so shortly after i'd done that and i told spear i'm like oh i'm gonna have to walk some of this so and so but she I went out and I um I met a couple people that night who were and they were just like, "Oh, we're so super happy that you came out and, you know, so glad to have you and you just do your thing, do whatever you want to do or you can do and just get out and we're all getting out and moving.
0: And then we'll meet you at tacos. Then <laughs> come get tacos. Did you get tacos? I
1: didn't that night. No, I was like
0: Oh my God! That's the whole point.
1: <laughs> I was super, super into my like really strict diet at that time, so I was like, "Ah." Oh, uh,
0: no, that's yeah. fair. You, you do you. Yeah, I but was. It was a
1: choice for my for myself because I, yeah, I had I had um, at that time. I just recently kind of like um, shifted into keto.
0: <clears throat> I see.
1: And I was like, "Oh no, I can't do tacos tonight." But thank you so much. But no, I had great conversations with everybody that night. They were super welcoming, super supportive, and just like pulled me into the little family. And I was just like, you know, okay. Um,
2: it's a very not, I was crazy. Like, I was, like, yeah. It was
1: wonderful because I'm like not used to, you know, necessarily being around so many like very healthy minded people. And I'm realizing, oh these these are my people now this is who i am and this is what i want in my little social circle too you know because i want to be able to you know have that support and i want to have people around me who think the same way and who like who are of the same mind like hey let's go out and do something um but they were super supportive and just welcomed me in like family and and were very much about hey you know there is no you know end goal here there's nothing that you have to do just come out
0: no judgment no expectations yeah
1: and it was yeah it's wonderful and I'm um um currently I'm yeah in process of like sometimes I'm able to come and sometimes I'm not but that's that's okay too you know totally okay (laughs) so yeah that was my first experience we went out and yeah we did almost three miles that night I think and I did you know a little bit of walking but most of it was was my you know was running, which I call myself a sloth, sloth team runner because I'm super slow. But, you know, I'm, I'm still doing something. So
0: that's, Yeah. And, it's something is something. And, <laughs> and again, yeah. we, don't, we don't bust any balls. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah, out, I know. hang I, out if like, you want to hang out and run if you want to run or walk. And yeah. sometimes I run, walk. And actually yeah. the last two events I didn't show up to anything because I wasn't feeling it. So if I'm not feeling it, no judgment. <laughs> and, that, and that's why I set that, that motto. I was like, man, I don't want to feel pressured but I do want to get around like-minded people that are trying to live a little bit healthier lifestyle. And if, if I invite people, I have to go because I invited <laughs> them. So it's, it's important to have that, that there. So as one of the newer members, um, this be our, our, our wrap up question, unless we've, we've missed anything, but what would be, um, what would be something you would say to somebody who was nervous to come out, didn't have a scooter in their <laughs> ear as a cheerleader, like, What would you say to somebody who might be watching the group from afar or online or they saw us at an event but they're running solo? Um, What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I want to say that um, that was, you know, prior to it, even though, yes, I was invited by Scooter, I knew about Bros & Bras. wasn't something that I, you know, really thought that I could, like, just jump into. But I have to say that when I did, I have had just unbelievable support and just like um, every single person I have met, every single person I've encountered through events that I've been at has just lifted me up and, and championed everything that I'm doing. Um, And if you are out there and you are just trying to do something better. Just like where I started, I was just trying to do something better. You're trying to eat healthier, you're trying to have healthier habits, and you're trying to get yourself out and move a little bit. You will find literally nothing, nothing, nothing but people who will carry that banner for you, lift you up, support you, and help you, and just be a part of your journey right off the bat I have had nothing but wonderful people just surround me and you know and when and when they start to learn more about my story it just becomes even more so they've been even more supportive and just huge cheerleaders for me huge inspirations for me as well um I hope that what I've done for myself I you know can you know, somewhat inspire somebody out there, if there's somebody a- who's trying. Absolutely.
0: You should, you should consider yourself <laughs> um, a storyteller, and uh, you, you can inspire people. <laughs> you don't even know when you're inspiring people. That's that's the craziest part. At one point, we were, we were cutting back on the amount of social media traffic, and I was trying to determine how many people are actually engaging. And one guy said, don't do that, man. I don't come to any of your events. I just know you from the gym. We hardly even talk to each other. He said, "But I use what you guys post as daily inspiration yeah. to, to and accountability to get out there." And I, I blew my mind. Yeah. And it's well, m- yeah.
1: When I, you know, um, I talked about how Scooter had followed my journey on my Facebook um, <clears throat> when I started. Where I, when we, which we discussed about me saying like, "Oh, let's see if I can maybe lose 15 or 20 pounds." Um, I wasn't really posting and sharing a lot of stuff, but you know. A couple months into it, I started just briefly saying, "Oh, well, I'm going out and walking, and I'm this is you know a healthy meal that I'm having." I started sharing a little bit more and more, and then I started getting to a point where I started sharing some, you know, of my pictures of, you know, this was me
0: before and after, before
1: and afters, and before or before and current because I hadn't, you know, even just the process. Um And I started just having people like, and I would you know and now I'm at a point like okay yes so um, and I'm still doing that but now I have all these people on my Instagram or on my Facebook who are saying to me and these are people who know me and knew me at a large a much much larger size and they're saying and I'll say hey you know if this stuff is getting annoying to you or you think I'm bragging or something it's really this is accountability accountability. for me when I put up a picture or explain something that I've done that's good for me Um, so if you don't like it just scroll on by and I always like put that up there and people are all and I and now I have the people saying like oh no don't don't even say that don't even put that precursor up there because you you are so inspiring and you have done so much for me like I have people tell me all the time like hey keep posting it because when I see it it reminds me to get out there and do my thing And I'm like, you are a perfect fit for Bros and
0: Bras. It's it's incredible. (laughs) Thank
1: you. I never, when I started this, where I said, "Okay, now I'm going to focus on me," and that's where I started. I never expected to be doing something that would affect other people.
0: Well, you're doing it. (laughs) And to hear you say the kind of support and inspiration you've gotten from the Bros and Bras Social and Fitness Club. It really warms my heart because four and five years ago, when we put this together, we it wasn't built for that per se. It was built to just get people out, try to keep a positive environment, with no judgment, and no expectations. And for a group that has literally minimal management, because it used to have a lot of, like I used to manage it pretty heavily, um, whatever tenants and foundations that we put into place, somehow, it has turned into a non-agenda driven um, support group. I, I, I don't, and it really comes down to people like Scooter and Bacon and Jack and so many other, like Gen Prussia, so many others that are just this guiding force of positivity, it's, it's amazing to me to see.
1: I, I really, I cannot say enough good things about um And that, yeah, I am a newbie and I, they literally just scooped me up and, and brought me into the family and said, you are doing amazing things and we want to support that. We want to sit right here in this with you and be a part of your journey. And they have become that for me. They become support for me, family for me. And yeah, I'm not at every event, but you know, I also have that, you know, that support that backup that, you know, they're keeping me going, building me up and telling me and making sure that I remind myself that I'm continuing to do these good things and getting out and and making positive changes for my life. So they're they've been a wonderful support and I've just like made them part of my circle.
0: <laughs> well, Beth, this is an incredible story and it's it is very inspiring and it's motivating Thank and Thank you so much. I mean, <laughs> You have the ability to share this story and inspire a lot of people. If, if you found the bandwidth and time, if you could figure out a way to communicate, uh, and like you, th- you think that nobody's looking, or it's boring, <laughs> or I, I don't want to see any more of this. The thing is, you never know who you're affecting. But, you have the kind of story and the kind of energy and positivity. You should really consider figuring out how to help other people.
1: I mean, that is. I mean, like I said, when I started my my journey, it was not something that I would have even been on my radar at all to that it would affect anybody other than myself Um, but I do have so many people reaching out to me now and asking me for help and asking me to just you know even to just share more of my story of what what I've been through and and how I got here Um, so so I'm trying to like get that in my head that I can be that for other people because it wasn't something I expected to happen.
0: Well, that's great. You're an inspiration. I'm really glad I, I get to learn all these things about you because we're we're very distant. I, you you come to ones that I don't usually go to. Yeah. Uh, so it's really great to get to meet you and to hear your story and to have it on this podcast. Um, I think people are really love hearing your story. Oh, thank and you it, so
1: much. I was I wanted to do it, but I also the I also was thinking. Oh, my story is not that of the big ultra runner person. It's a completely different you know no, it's okay side it's and dynamite i don't know if it's interesting to other people other than me but but there it is <laughs> well
0: that's great well thank you for coming on the podcast oh, thank and... you for having me kevin all right talk to you later okay have you heard of the try this west virginia conference if you're somebody who is working to build a healthier west virginia then you should join the over 500 like-minded people this year at the seventh annual conference uh, it's in in West Virginia. This year, it's on June 12th and June 13th. Go there to learn about grassroots efforts that are taking place from all around the state, from community gardens to yoga in schools, running and biking programs, and even maybe building a community recreation center. Once you've networked around the conference, there's also opportunities to learn how to apply for grant funding for a project in your own community. Enjoy two days of healthy food, physical activity, and mindful living. Register before March 15th for early bird rates at TryThisWV.com conference.
2: This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Nott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ransom and Charlestown locations, Check out our website at www.BankatCity.com
0: Today's intro song is called Mean in a Good Way. It's written and performed by Peter Clark off of his album Peter Clark After Dark. Peter, <laughs> Peter describes this song as being the best song to learn hula hooping to. Peter is an avid hooper and recently started a hula hoop repair business. If you ever need hula hoop repair, consider contacting Peter. You can reach him on SoundCloud, just search Peter Clark After Dark.